0: Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 74. I'm Christina Sousa Mai, your host for this program. Thank you so much for joining me as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many modalities of helping each of us find balance in our individual journeys. We're always excited to meet those who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet. Today's topic is yoga therapy for couples. Now, at any time during this presentation, you can scroll down and um, write any questions or comments into the comment box and click submit. And we will be sure to send your messages to our guest for any answers and uh, comments in return. And uh, today, our special guest has been involved with the Yoga Hub's virtual world yoga and meditation conference since 2010. He is the founder of the internationally recognized Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy. And of course, his work and passion continues to support individuals worldwide with his expertise. I am so honored and really excited to finally have with us today Michael Lee. Hello, Michael.
1: Hello, Christina.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> ah,
1: it's so good to be here.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's really it's such an honor to have you on our show here. Um it's it's been a long time coming that we've completely progressed in, in our shows, and and now it's time to bring in the big guns like yourself. <laughs> huh.
1: Well, there are many of us who contribute, I'm sure, and uh, but it's great what you do, bringing so many wonderful people together through this medium. It's an awesome an awesome contribution. So Thank
0: you. Thank, thank you, you, and I'm pleased to be part of it. Yes, yeah, it's building the village, isn't it? It's it's like creating the village so that we can all support each other. I think it's just so true. very exciting. So true. Yes. So, Michael, t- today, uh, as several people, when I mentioned um, that we're doing our show, is uh, on couple yoga therapy for couples. They were very perplexed by it. Um, so it's very exciting. They're all waiting to listen and hear what you have to share. Um, but before we do, can you tell us a little bit about Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy, uh, when you founded it, and what led you to begin?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a serendipitous story, but... uh yeah, many years ago, I, I developed an interest in yoga and decided I, it, was, it was something I was fairly passionate about. So I wanted to explore further, uh, and I eventually—I uh, was actually a college professor at the time—and I had a sabbatical, and uh, I had to write a proposal for studying something unique and different. Uh, so I decided to, uh, to 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 do a proposal to study the uh, therapeutic benefits of yoga from a lifestyle and mental health perspective. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, my proposal was accepted, and uh, I had to find a place to go to work to uh, to work on my study, and I actually chose the Kripalu Center in uh, Lenox, Massachusetts. <laughs> actually, at that time it was located in Pennsylvania, but later, just shortly before I arrived, moved moved to Massachusetts, and so uh, I lived and worked there for uh, over a year. Uh, using myself as a self-study on what happened to me as I embraced the rigorous and deep uh, practices of yoga in a in a, it, in those days, uh, Kripalu was a yoga ashram. It wasn't like it is now. It's very much an ashram, uh, and so that's what I did. And while while I was there, during that time, I had some uh, revelations, awarenesses, uh, experiences uh, that led me to develop the work that we now call Phoenix Rising. Uh, basically, it was out of a combination of some of the things that were happening to me through the yogic path, but also a lot of what I'd learned in my previous role uh, as an organization development consultant uh, from the uh, humanistic psychology perspectives. Mm. Um, so I was able to put two and two together, so to speak, and say, well, some of these wonderful things that are happen- happening to me personally are as a result not only of the yoga practices, but also uh, the way that I can self-dialogue, the way that I can uh, guide myself through it an introspective exercise and ask myself how, the, how to make the connections with what was happening in the yoga experience with what was happening in my life experience. And some of those revelations were quite profound. So I thought, well, this is good. This is good for me. I'm learning a lot and growing a lot, but I'm wondering if maybe I can develop a system where I can share this with other people. And so, I put my mind to doing that uh actually mostly out of experiences, further experiences, and working mm. with some friends and as a result of that, we developed uh the basis for uh, for phoenix rising yoga therapy, yeah, that was back in nineteen eighty four i believe yeah
0: wow that's magnificent. Oh, you're coming up to your thirtieth anniversary
1: yeah, yes, next year will be thirty years yeah.
0: yeah oh exciting exciting that's that's amazing, so through your journey, you developed the organization
1: Yes, very much so, yeah, and then I started to uh, see a few clients um, for, for your private one on one yoga therapy sessions using the processes that I developed, and uh, got quite a, quite a lot of clients. There was a lot of people getting benefits from it and telling their friends about it, so it was basically word of mouth, and the word spread pretty quickly. Uh, and then some yoga people asked me, what about teaching this? You know, what about teaching other people how to do it? And I thought, well, that sounds like a good idea. Why not? And so we developed our first training program. Uh, I think it was in 1986.
0: Oh, my gosh. So, well, 1986, two years later.
1: Yes, about that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So are you yourself, were you a certified instructor?
1: I was a, uh, I guess I was the very first Phoenix Rising yoga therapy practitioner. Right. And, and, uh, and yeah, I've taken, I mean, I've done all the, uh, yoga instruction, uh, you know, th- teacher qualifications and so forth. So I'm actually a, an well, what was it, a E-R-Y-T 500. So yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: all those acronyms, I, I, I'm well, still yeah, kind of wrapping yeah, my mind yeah. around them every year too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I back in, back in the days when we developed it, there was no such thing i mean you just everyone just did what they did, and uh yeah, that was how it went um but of course, many of us now we're grandfathered, so <laughs> we're legitimate
0: <laughs> <laughs> well your your body of work, of course, is just um yes that that speaks volumes <laughs> much more than any title or certificate i, I do believe. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So now what's interesting is I, of course, I know, um, just little pieces of Phoenix rising yoga therapy. I was, I was, uh, privy to watching a session, a session of it during one of the yoga therapist association conferences. And it was, Really magnificent because, you know, uh, as I had said to you in the pre-show, uh, my feelings um, and connection with yoga as a therapy is very, very deep. And and part of why Yoga Hub was built, it was because of health and wellness and, and approaching it from all these different angles. Um, and when I watched the technique, I was, I was mesmerized. I, I could see, being a body worker, I, I could just see the shifts that the the individuals were going through and really magnificent work being done. Mm. Now, you right now, um, your latest program, which is yoga therapy for couples. Now, that's of course brings up a lot of question marks, uh-huh. uh-huh. a lot of, of walls for people. It, <laughs> well, <laughs> because anytime it, you say therapy, they go, Oh, uh, psychotherapy. Yeah, yeah, we've been yeah, through yeah, that. And you yeah, go, No, yeah. no, 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 this is uh, a little different, I would believe. <laughs> you know? So can you tell us a little bit about this?
1: Sure, sure. It is a little different. Um, And it it happened uh, as a result, again, through experience. Many years ago, I was working with two people individually who happened to be a couple and one of them one day said, "Wouldn't it be great if we could do this together?" And I said, "Yeah, why not? Why don't we try it?" And so that's how I developed the the, the couples work. But basically, you know, as you know, Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy is more on the mental emotional health side of of, of well being. Uh, so it deals with issues like what's happening in our life and is it working? Uh, and of course, our body is is a, is a fantastic port of entry into self-inquiry, I believe, because mm-hmm. uh, our body doesn't lie. It tells the truth 100% of the time. Uh, so if we go to our body as a, as a source or a fountain of information, a source of awareness, particularly awareness, awareness is really key. Uh, I like to say that awareness is 80% of the process of change. If we have that awareness, then we're, we're 80% of the way there. Of course, we've still got 20% to go, but <laughs> we're, we're, definitely, we're definitely on track. Uh, so basically we use, uh, uh, body-mind experiences for a couple to engage during a session. Uh, and out of those body-mind experiences, they gain very, very profound awareness about not only themselves as individuals, but also themselves in relationship to another. Mm. Uh, now it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you ask any couple and, and, you know, any couple who's been together for any length of time or even for a short time. I think most of us would say that, you know, there are times when we feel like our relationship could improve. We could do it better, you know. <laughs> uh, not that there's necessarily anything radically wrong, but we could do it better. Uh, and, and I believe that one of the ways of doing it better is to do it with more awareness and do it with more connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, course, the the work that we do through couples, it gives both of those things. It gives greater awareness and it gives greater connection and provides a forum for people to actually share that level of awareness about each other and how, they, how each of them engages the relationship. We're all different and we all engage differently. Mm-hmm. I, I was working with a couple just last week and uh, Uh, I was having them do uh, a a physical, a body-mind practice uh, where they were actually supporting each other, uh, holding each other's wrists and leaning away from each other like a a supported chest-opening partner yoga posture. and uh, you know, with the idea of basically exploring that dynamic of of their relationship uh, from a physical perspective, and that's the, that's the way the uh, the Phoenix Rising process works. So uh, as they were leaning, uh, the, the guy moved his started to move his legs in towards his partner, and she immediately said, "Why are you doing that? It's putting me off balance." <laughs> 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 and she was very critical of his uh, his adjustment. You know, of course, his his adjustment was was purely and simply because he wanted to try and make it work better. Uh, but she didn't like it. So it was interesting. And then we sat down to talk about it. And, of course, they processed this exchange and got to explore with each other uh, where each was coming from, what they were intending, and how they how they were doing it. Uh, and it turns out that this is an issue that, you know, comes up quite a lot in their relationship uh, around how, uh, you know, he, he tries to uh, fix things and, and she criticizes <laughs> him for the, for the way he goes about trying to fix them. You know? uh, mm and so I, they, about a week later they called me and they said you know since we had that uh, couple session our relationship has been very different and uh, i thought oh my goodness i hope it you know I hope it's okay <laughs> and uh, they said yes yeah, actually marvelous we 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 we've, we've been uh, you know just do, doing wonderful work together and finding out a lot more about each other talking about things we've never talked about uh, exploring the way we both show up in our partnering with each other uh, and how we can better support each other. And uh, it's just phenomenal. And we got that insight just through that little incident in terms <laughs> of how we, were, how we were positioning our bodies in that moment and uh, what, we were, what we were each doing. So, you know, it really worked for us. Uh, so it's great to be able to now offer this work. And uh, we've got our first uh, uh, online program for training Phoenix Rising practitioners how to work with couples coming up uh, uh, starting tomorrow, actually. Mm. And uh, that's a five-week program uh, Online and uh, that will equip the the Phoenix already certified Phoenix Rising practitioners uh, who are practicing uh, to be able to begin to work with couples. And uh, it's really great because I think that no matter uh, how long you've been in relationship, you can always enhance or improve your relationship. Uh, and the awareness that people will get through doing uh, doing yoga therapy together as a couple. Uh, I believe will create you know outstanding possibilities for them in terms of learning about each other and also having the kinds of conversations that we sometimes don 't get to have in our relationships mm-hmm. and which which can help you know bring us together and connect us more uh, and um, you know just make us help us do life a whole lot better mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. yeah
0: well so so you 've been the only one so far that has been using this process and working through it. To create these programs, the programs for your practitioners.
1: Uh yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what other people are doing, but you know, our, our idea is let's try and find as many ways as we can to get the essence of our work out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the, the the traditional way is one-on-one sessions, where you know a practitioner will, will work with an individual, uh, and through that process, uh, support the person in gaining awareness that will you know. Basically help them do life better. Uh, awareness, as I said, is 80% of change. So, so through a body mind approach and getting awareness, uh, people are then able to say, well, how does this connect up with my life? What kind of things am I doing in my life? What's working? What's not? Am I living from my truth? Am I living from a place of authenticity uh, in how I'm living my life? And, and all of that become, that comes to awareness through, through this body mind process. Um, mm-hmm. so that's the traditional way of, of delivering. Work one on one, and that's that's we've been doing that now for you know, 27 years, and it's a lot of people have taken advantage of that and benefited from it. Uh, as well as that, now we have the couples work, but we also have we're now training yoga teachers to actually lead yoga classes uh, using this mind body approach, using what we call dual process. So, as well as guiding the person through the yoga experience, they're also overlaying that with an inner dialogue experience, so that the person is actually gaining awareness uh, as they practice a traditional yoga flow uh they're getting awareness from body mind hmm. uh and around how they're how they're being in that moment and then, of course, how they're being in that moment, moment to moment, and how that connects in some way to their life experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people can actually leave a yoga class not with a good, not just with a good stretch and feeling good physically, but they can also probably leave with a few gems of wisdom from awareness point of view that they can begin to apply to their life or look at and how that shows up in their life.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a form of subliminal messaging.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're... Yeah, we're Always carrying that with us. I mean, you know, we're we're always carrying our souls with ourselves. Uh, It's just that we're not always aware. You know, we're not always using that awareness as a life-enhancing tool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, this practice does. Is it gets it gets to that. It 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 allows you to take the experience and use that experience uh, as fuel for awareness, which then has potential to enhance your life in some way. Because the more aware we are, of course, the more we can change and the Mm -hmm. more we can grow, the more we can learn. Um, It's those of us who just go down the river of life with the blinders on that keep making the same old mistakes over and over again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And boy, have we watched some of those. (laughs) Not fun. Just not fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm, I'm certainly not condemning anyone who chooses to take, you know, to put the blinders on occasionally. I mean, we all do it. Um, but really, you know, life is a precious gift. It's a journey. Uh, to me, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to make the most of the experience that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. The more aware I am, the better I can do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't you love the adventure?
1: Oh, no, that's outback.
0: great. <laughs> the Outback, which is inside. <laughs> the
1: outback inside.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Michael, you know, when I had brought this up uh, to, to people around me and they said, oh, what show's coming up this week? And I said, you know, yoga therapy for couples. They were they were hesitant, excited because it was something new, but they were hesitant. He was like, for, for couples, well, how does that work? Like, you mean... We have to learn to do yoga together, you know, because there's so many, um, there's so much in marketing these days, right? I mean, yoga used to be this, as you say, was was this uh, wonderful form of asanas that you would learn at an ashram. And, you know, you'd learn everything from the meditation to the breath work, you know, the pranayama, you know, to the physical form. And, of course, now it's this huge physical form that is really out here in the western hemisphere and um so people don't really have uh, a, a, the majority of um people out there have no idea away from oh that's too rigorous for me and then <laughs> now oh how am i going to get my husband or my wife into yoga couples <laughs> yoga therapy you know it's like he doesn't he doesn't want to go near yoga i mean uh, can you speak to that point of view um sure sure to those fears or hesitations? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I would put it to a couple this way. Like, look, you know, uh, do you believe that your relationship might be able to be a little better than it is? Would you like to enhance your relationship? You know, and, and I believe that most couples who are really genuine about, their 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 love for each other and their you know respect for each other uh, certainly want to enhance their relationship. Now you can go to traditional talk therapy and that's great. That's one way to do it. You know you can and a lot of people do that. I believe. Um, in fact, I think we're you know in our in our population a, a fairly large percentage of people at one some some stage or other in their life together as a as a couple or in a relationship actually. Do some therapy um, and there 's nothing wrong with that you know that 's great and it 's a great way to, way to go uh, now all we 're doing is saying you know let, what, rather than just use your mind to try and figure out stuff, what about you bring your body into the equation as well? Uh, what about you do some things together from in a, in a physical way and the, uh, through that through those physical experiences, let that inform. Uh, you as to what's going on in your body mind, mm-hmm. and so basically what we do, and it doesn't have to be rigorous. I mean, it, it, it totally is geared. Every session that we do with couples is geared uh, to where they are both at and the lowest common denominator. So if one person you know has this difficulty moving in certain directions, then that's where we go. We don't go. We don't go where they can't go. Um, But basically, there's very simple things you can do. There are simple supported postures, simple assisted postures, uh, simple body-mind exercises that don't really uh, look much like a yoga posture at all. Uh, I mean, one of the simplest things, and I can give you an example, is, is have two people stand back to back. Just stand back to back and have have backs touching, and see what you experience in that moment. Mm. See what see what happens for you. All right, mm. then move awa- then move away from each other, and then move back close together again, and see what happens. Mm. And uh, get and get really honest with yourself about what your inner experience is during each of those phases of. Standing back to back, or separating, or standing back to back again, and you know, uh, and, and and an amazing amount of material is generated just from that simple little exercise. That's just one example, but we have lots of those. I mean, we have loads of different ways of of inviting people to um, experience something together physically. Uh, and then learn from it and, mm. and, and basically share with each other what their experience was. And no, no two people have the same experience. So what one person shares, another person, you know, one person might say, oh, when we were back to back, I felt great. I felt really warm and cozy. The other person would say, well, when you we were back to back, I felt you were leaning on me and I was going to fall <laughs> over. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, and usually, usually there's a metaphor for life in there somewhere. You know, there's a metaphor for the relationship in there somewhere.
0: I love it. (laughs) When you were describing that, I thought, I wonder how many couples in their lifetime away from childhood, you know, when you're playing around and everything, how many adults actually have stood back to back with someone else and trusted that?
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I mean,
0: I, th- just that moment, I went, "Wow, I don't think I know very many people who've done that." Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we we we're definitely good at taking people into territory that they've never been before. But I mean, that's that's uh, that's part of the the learning process. You know, when we engage in that way, we learn so much so quickly. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, I mean, our minds are great, but if you if you sit down and try and think your problems out. Your mind is so good, in fact, that it's probably going to talk you out of a lot of the truth that you're you're discovering. Oh,
0: yes, Uh yes. I mean, so many of us are so judgmental, you know? How about everything, right? <laughs> uh,
1: sure, sure.
0: So, so the talk therapy kind of goes, woohoo! <laughs> yeah.
1: and, you, and you raise an interesting point because part of what we do too with training our practitioners is we train them to be totally accepting. Mm. So there's no, we, we build a really, really safe and, and accepting container. So no matter who you are or what kind of stuff you bring, it's okay. It's mm. really okay because whatever you bring, whoever you are, that's what you're going to learn from. That's the starting point. Uh, mm. So let's let's get over the fact that you're trying to be something other than who you are. Let's just be who you are and let's be comfortable with that. And our practitioners are really good at, uh, at bringing that to the table for people, so mm. whether it be in an individual session or a couple session or a class or a, or a group therapy session. It doesn't matter.
0: Mm. My goodness. It's, I'm very excited. All these little simple. It's really it's when I hear you speak, Michael. There's a certain simplicity, and and um, um, it it takes me back to to when I learned with some of the elders of indigenous cultures. Um, It always comes back to the body wisdom. It always comes back to the simplest form of touch, the simplest form of connection to unleash. The imbalances. <laughs> and when I hear you share this form of therapy, uh, it just excites me because it's it's such a through line and a connection with so many of these old cultures that go back centuries that are, are doing it, of course, slightly different, but still with the same through line.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is true. I mean, uh, I actually uh, spent some time in Papua New Guinea um, hmm. before before I came to the United States back in the uh, late 70s early 80s and 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 I learned a lot from that culture like you say. I mean, I learned I learn about simplicity. That's one of the things I learned. And I think I think there is a tendency for us to make life more complicated than it needs to be. <laughs> and uh yeah, you know, and, and and then it can be so simple and 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 out of simplicity I think comes uh a lot of profundity. You know, mm-hmm. you can get, you can get some very profound inner experiences through very simple acts. Uh, and we, we try to keep it simple. Yeah, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. part of the, it's part of the process with, with Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy. Keep it simple and let it be profound.
0: Now, <laughs> now have you ever come across a case where the it, it's the adjustment or whatever comes out gets quite heightened in the room between the two
1: it can, yeah, it can, uh, but we have some ground rules, you know, basically, each person gets a turn to speak, each person gets also, and the other thing that we have people do is tell each other what the other person's saying, so what do you think this person's saying to you right now you know uh, and actually to to repeat that back to them and that, and that and that kind of slows things down a little bit and also helps keep things on track and we 're not about getting any solutions either that 's the other thing I mean, uh, no promises I mean. Uh, whatever you get from it is what you get from it, and whatever you do with the awareness that you get, you will get awareness, and then mm-hmm. what you do with that, what you do with that awareness is really up to you, uh, but we also start, and this is a, probably important too, we start from the point of view of what what is your intention, what do you really want from from this work? And whether it be an individual coming for an individual session or a couple coming for a couple session, it's the same thing. It's the same question: what What's your intention? And I think when we set an intention for ourselves, that kind of keeps us on track. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying, "Well, what I want to do is build closeness uh, with this other person," that's why I'm coming for this session. You know, with this other person, and we want we want we want a close relationship. Okay, so let's move in that direction. Let's let's support that intention.
0: Mm. Lovely lovely so there's a there's a there's the security that they feel as well of the reason why they're there
1: mm-hmm. their focus
0: mm-hmm. the direction mm-hmm. keeps absolutely things, yeah.
1: Yeah. keeps that breath <laughs> and that's the and that's the job of a, of a practitioner is to is to basically um help create that uh, that climate, that culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's where our training program really comes into play because through, throughout our training program, uh, people are asked to do that for themselves. You know, they're, they're really asked to explore those edges, uh, and to explore themselves. Uh, so that when I, when I come to do a session with either with an individual or a couple, I know what kind of baggage I'm bringing into the room. And I know that I need to leave it Aside, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, my my stuff doesn't come into the equation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, our, our 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 practitioners are trained to do that. Um, so they they're not going to be triggered. They're not going to be. You know, if if something comes up, it's they're big enough to know that. Well, it's not my it's not my deal. It's it's what's going on here.
0: <laughs> you don't want to take any of that home.
1: <laughs> no, 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 Other people's stuff. <laughs>
0: Um, so, so Michael, do you find that, uh, most of the people who are open to this are people who have studied yoga or, or people who have been through psychotherapy and, and just need that next step?
1: Yeah, I think it, it varies. It really does. I mean, some people have been yoga practitioners for years and think the idea of doing some yoga together is just it's just fantastic. They just love the idea. Wow, wouldn't it be great to be able to do some yoga together and use it therapeutically, you know, and, and create a better relationship? So, it has a big appeal to that population. Uh, but there's also people who have done. I, I mean, I, I've actually uh, received referrals from psychotherapists who who uh, you know know a little bit about and understand the work and and basically say that if they have a couple uh, who are trying to build greater intimacy or trying to get to conversations that they might not otherwise have uh, this work will help them do that and so they, they may even refer them or suggest that they might you know try it out um, so yeah, we get people from the from the psychotherapist world as well and uh, uh, then as well as that uh, I guess there's a larger and growing percentage of the population now who I think are appreciating that there are many, many different ways to uh, to explore the possibility of doing life better uh, mm. and are open to new and innovative approaches like this. Um, and, yeah, I think there's also uh, – I noticed, you know, particularly in younger generation, there's a higher level of honesty uh, that didn't kind of exist many years ago. Or at least I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I, I think it's really refreshing where people are saying, you know, look – uh, yeah, I'm in relationship with this person, and I really want to make the best of it. And I want to do what I can to to support having a good relationship. Uh, so let me try something different. And uh, uh, th- th- that a lot of people we get for for this kind of work come from, from that's sort of a I guess place from from where they come to to say yeah, let's try this. It's mm-hmm. different, but see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. And of
1: course, they, you know, then word of mouth spreads. People do it, and they say, wow, that really that really made a difference. Let me tell other people about it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, awareness, awareness on all <laughs> levels, whether it be, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's not just within a couple. I mean, I, I do believe uh, when you become aware, doing the couples therapy, you're you're also creating such wide, big, wide open doors for yourself to continue to grow and improve.
1: It's well, absolutely fascinating. Yeah yeah this this is uh, this work opens doors and then it's up to you as to how far you want to walk through the door and you know uh, but there's almost no turning back i always say that once we once we get a little bit of awareness and begin to really change and grow in our lives uh that it's a path that we usually want to continue on uh, because it does it, it is helpful, I know for myself, as I look back on my life you know i'm I'm so pleased that i discovered uh, discovered yoga, discovered that yoga could be a personal growth tool mm-hmm. that it could help me change my life, it could help me be more conscious, more aware uh, of how I was being, how I show up, how do I show up for other people in my life what's important to me what's mm-hmm. my intention? Uh, what do I want to create? And of course, we—I think—we also realize just how much power we have. Each and every one of us has a huge amount of power to create the life experience that we want to create, mm. um, and put that to work. And it's just—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful to watch.
0: Mm. Oh my goodness! And what you've created is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You've touched so many out there. Um, now, is there a certain uh, number of sessions, or or how? How is it done? Like, like, for example, do, do individuals or the couples come to see you once, twice, you know, 12 sessions?
1: yeah i uh, I mean I think it takes a couple of sessions to to get the most out of it so I'd say kind of a minimum of two, although you know sometimes one'll work um, but a minimum of two to get a feel for it because it's also this is a new thing that we're asking people to do so there's a mm-hmm. there's a kind of a little bit of a learning curve around learning how to how to do the work in this way uh, so usually a couple of sessions and then make an, a make a, make a judgment call and say how's this working out and then also in determining the frequency i mean it's not something people are going to want to do every Every day, it's not something i necessarily even going to want to do every week, but maybe every two weeks uh, or maybe once a month and maybe for, you know, three, four, five, six months, something like that. Um, I find most people usually come uh, somewhere between three and ten sessions, mm. um, you know, somewhere in that, in that, in that ballpark. And, and others, of course, just keep doing it because they say this is, you know, this is like fuel for, uh, for keeping us on track and we, we love it and we want to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, I had one one couple several years ago that uh, that I worked with for best part of two years, and that was an interesting. It was interesting because they were a same sex couple, and they uh, they really got so much out of it uh, and learned so much from each other uh, that they valued it as part of it was part of their relationship.
0: Mm, beautiful, mm. beautiful. That's uh, that's that's dedication. It is that's dedication is. and focus to your own growth as a couple. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's lovely to hear that. Um now so so this would be open for anybody. People who've done yoga before, people who have no idea how to has never been to a yoga class, this is this will work for them.
1: It will. Yeah. We will structure it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our practitioners are trained to to structure the physical part of the experience in a way that it'll work for just about anybody or any two bodies in this case uh, and as well as the physical part of it, there 's also the dialogue part uh, there 's a the dialogue part there 's the intention setting oh. uh, it 's it's a process, so it 's a guided. It's a guided experiential process uh, using various elements of yoga, including, you know, some of the physical parts, but also a lot of the inner, uh, the inner parts of yoga as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, in this case, um, the basis of uh, the Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy, when you mainly is the one-on-one, is the, yes. is the practitioner, the instructor or the practitioner with the one client, correct
1: yeah. Yeah, in this case yep.
0: that's the usual form it's one on one it's private correct Right. right. it's yeah. never in a class form of any sort
1: oh yeah oh yeah 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 we now we now have uh, uh, p- p- uh teachers, yoga teachers who are trained in the Phoenix Rising approach and the Phoenix Rising method, who actually lead a like what would look like a normal yoga class, mm, except mm. that it has the overlay of the inner work as well. I so see, that, I see. Now, it's a little different because it's not private. So everyone is being led through the same kind of physical experience, but the dialogue part of it is led in such a way that everyone will have their own unique experience. So even though there might be 10 people in the room, they're going to have 10 very different experiences of of, of that hour long class.
0: I see. Okay. I, I remember you mentioned that. So that's, uh, thank you for that clarity. Now, and then
1: as well as that, we also have uh, our eight week group program. One of the books that I wrote uh, a few years ago is called Turn Stress into Bliss. Uh, and, and the idea of that uh, is that there are eight themes in life uh, that uh, we can address uh, that will help us transform uh, what would otherwise be. A stressful life into a more blissful life. They're basically ways to, you know, um, to move towards a, a better way of being, life enhancing. And so that's an eight-week program, uh, a different theme each week for eight, eight consecutive weeks. Uh, people come to that kind of a class as a group. The groups are usually about no more than about twelve people, ten to twelve people to a group. Uh, and as well as doing the physical experience, they do a shared physical experience uh, individually. Mm-hmm. and then uh, And then there's basically a group session where people will talk about their experience and get support from each other in the group and talk about uh, various issues or changes in their lives. Uh, some of those eight week group programs are specific around a particular issue, for example, one of the early groups that I ran uh, was for a group of people who were diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome mm-hmm. uh, but, but basically the symptoms were mostly psychological the the, the medical uh, people couldn't really help them very much uh, and said so basically, you know, it's, 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 um, it's a lot to do with what's going on for you in your life and lifestyle and uh, uh, mental, uh, you know, ha- how you're working your, your emotions and your mind and stuff mm. like that. So uh, that was great. We That trial group that we did, we actually did a pre and post measurement and we found that like 55% of the people after the eight-week program uh, had less symptoms than when they started.
0: Oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Okay. And what about cu- the couples, the couples therapy? Have you ever taught it in a group form?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I have done some workshops, um, mm-hmm. uh, partner yoga workshop, couples workshop. Um, and, and, and that works great. Uh, uh, it's it's a really neat way to go, um, and we'll probably do more of that. I think that, I think that's a, an area where we will be developing further in the future. Because uh, uh, as as more and more couples uh, come for sessions, they're probably going to want to do a weekend workshop or something like that as well. Mm. So it'll be a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like. Boy, that'd be so fun to do. And there's like, uh, boy, I'd love to be able to run a session. And then, you know, like, <laughs> that's, that's the, the trouble of uh, uh, hosting all these shows. I want to do everything.
1: <laughs> I'm, sure do. I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so, Michael, uh, Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy, as you say, has been around for 30 years now, almost coming up to 30 years. How many practitioners do you actually have worldwide now? Would you I think, think it's
1: getting pretty close to 2,000. Uh, it was, wow. yeah, uh, it was, yeah. Last count, I think it was around the 18, 1900s. So, yeah, there's been a few more graduates since then. So. <sighs> Probably, uh, probably around that figure, yeah. Um, and they're all over the world, believe it or not. There's uh, some in Australia and some in Europe, some in Iceland, but uh, all places. Uh, so yeah, we've got them around, and pretty much all, a lot of the cities in the United States, and then a lot of uh, a lot of places in Canada. We've got a fairly large Canadian contingent too. So
0: oh, good, good. Yeah. I can definitely refer people up there. <laughs> My Canadian <laughs> counterparts up there. <laughs> yeah. Um now are they just uh do they come to you for their main trainings and then go home or or do you hold workshops in Canada and all these other countries as well
1: yeah we our level one program, which is entry level for either being a yoga teacher or a yoga therapist mm-hmm. uh That's held in uh, a number of different cities throughout the country. Like we have one coming up uh, in early November in San Diego, another one in early November in uh, Bristol, Vermont. So Mm. both sides of the country. Uh, uh, Level 2 is also uh, held in different locations. And then for the Level 3 program, which is getting further into it, um, usually they are held in, uh, in just a couple of locations. Right now, Bristol, Vermont, and we're also looking at probably Vancouver, Canada.
0: Ooh, that's my hometown. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, great place. I love Vancouver. <laughs> I guess you're
0: going to go there, right?
1: <laughs> I, I, love, I love going there. I've been there quite a few times to, to lead workshops and present, and uh, it's one of my favorite places to go. Uh, it's
0: a good fresh water, that's what I can say. Yeah. Good air. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, now, do you, um, because your, your form of therapy is, is I, I'm sure it's very unique to so many out there
1: it is yeah
0: uh, is are there certain um I I don't want to say certain kinds of people that you would recommend to try this. I mean, for me, coming from where I I am, it's like we could all use this, (laughs) each and every one of us, because, you know, it's very different. We hold a lot of stresses in the world now. We're all multitasking, you know, with the speed of of the Internet, with the speed of, you know, our... Oh, every, our phones that we carry in mm. our pockets—you oh, yeah. know—to to switch it off and say I am not looking at my emails or text messages for two days—it's mm. it's it's tough for most people these days. Mm-hmm. You know, even the kids, as they say, they're getting these syndromes with their fingers, you know, their thumbs because they're texting all day. Um, so the, the pace of the world in the past fifteen, twenty years is just tripled, quadrupled, and it's not going to get not oh, going to get any
1: different, no?
0: No, it's just going <laughs> to keep moving ahead. And, yeah. of course, because it is, you know, <laughs> for me, everybody needs something like this sometime or other. Um, but uh, is there a certain cause of people that you would recommend this therapy for that you have seen the largest benefits? <laughs>
1: That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I think that th- there's a lot of different people that come to it from different walks of life and with different backgrounds, and some who have experience in yoga and some who don't. Uh, some who've tried meditation uh, and so on. But I think what they what they seem to have in common. Uh, is probably very similar to why people seek meditation and yoga classes. You know, it's basically people are saying, look, you know, life is more stressful. Just like you said, life is more stressful. There are many, many more things that I have to deal with. Uh, and I need I need to have a time out for me. I need to have some time where I can regroup, where I can, uh, you know, come back to myself. I always like to use this as a metaphor that, you know, uh, 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 we need to come home. We need to come home to who we really are. Mm. Uh, because out, out there in our busy world, um, it's so easy to get taken away from that. You know, you, our, 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 focus in living in the fast paced world that we live in, our focus is 95% external. Mm. You know, we've got to, We've got to be aware of what is going on outside of us. So we're not spending very much time at all dealing with what's going on inside of us. Mm hmm and mm-hmm. so there's a time that where we where we need to come home and and my guess is that people who who can kind of get that and know that there are ways that they can do that um, And 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 you, you know we all know that yoga classes are great for relaxing and you know helping us physically and and you know emotionally or emotional benefits and so forth. Mm-hmm. So you know I, I guess what we do is just put that on steroids in a way. You know it's <laughs> kind of like it's kind of yeah. like a fast track of that when you think about because it, it's individually geared. It's it, it's it's there for the individual and it's the whole of what. Uh, you know a yoga experience can offer. There's there's the body mind piece, there's the the emotional piece, and there's uh, you know the, the the mental piece as well as physical. Uh, so, you, so you're getting to get a really good. uh a look at who you are and who you need to come home to, and also get really—I mean, one of the themes that we deal with a lot is truth. Am I living my truth? Mm-hmm. Am I li- really living my life according to what's true for me as a unique individual, not according to someone else's rules or someone else's prescription for what my life should look like, but from inside me? Am I being guided by spirit from inside? Mm-hmm. Am I walking my walk? Am I by dancing to the beat of my own drum? Uh, and people who ask that question. Generally, are people who love this work. They come and they say, you know, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to find me. I want to come home. Uh, I want to find a way to do life in the world uh, where I can do it on my terms. Mm. with my values and my beliefs and, and so forth. Um, so the, the, there's a big empowerment piece in the, in the work. Uh, so it's people who are looking for that generally. Now, where do those people come from? Uh, they're generally people who are on a path of inquiry in some way. They're mm. generally people who are saying, you know, things could be better. Uh and it could be because of stress in a relationship, it could be stress at work, uh, it could be financial stress. We're finding a lot of people now that, you know, are strung out financially, mm-hmm. and they're saying, look, I just don't have a handle on this money thing, you know, and I want to get clear. <laughs> so, so this work will actually help that. It will help you get clear. Like, what do you want to create? And what are you doing now? How's it working? How's it not working? Let's see what your body has to say about that,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: Mm-hmm. uh And uh, so, so you know, it's basically people who uh, are looking for, you know, just doing it a little easier, a little better, uh, and 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 accommodating or dealing with uh, the the pressures for us to to get pulled away from who we really are. Mm. So we can come home. We can come home to ourselves. We can come back to our center. Come back to our core, uh, and start to live a more authentic life.
0: Mm. Isn't that so true? I mean, um, being being asian and being brought up in a very structured cultural <laughs> way which is you know part of it is as uh, uh we were talking you know yes uh, i i'm living in the middle of la la land <laughs> which is a lot of facade going on but you know you've traveled to asia you've seen uh, I'm sure uh, also it doesn't have to be in the middle of La La Land that there is a lot of facade because it's about face. It's about face value. It's oh. about, oh. you know, um, you know, what is your worth? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, a- as the kids are growing up, um, we just did an interview earlier and they, and uh, yesterday about uh, a, a teacher being in China and watching how the students are so disciplined and Elementary school, no one's talking and they're all doing their exercise and they go from that into the classroom. I'm thinking, yes, because, you know, they do have punishment still (laughs) over there, which Mm -hmm. you do not step out of line. It's almost very militant in Mm -hmm. uh, respect. And they've taught that right from when they're a year and a half, two years old. You're very structured, very, you know, and you, you are expected to live life like this. You are expected to do your schoolwork and do well. You are expected did. Um, so I, I've learned through time being here, and of course through my travels, that there are so many cultures out there, Michael, that have the same expectations culturally. <laughs> you know, like my child will grow up to be the doctor, or my child will grow up to be, you know, the you know it's it's set, and you are set to marry so and so, right? And and I I do feel like there's a, a brilliance of being here in North America where there is. Those boundaries have shifted.
1: They have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's a belief system, I guess. And, uh, you know, all beliefs die hard. And, you know, the ways people have done things traditionally, you know, get carried on. Uh, to me, it's a little sad to see uh, particularly childhood structured, mm-hmm. you know, because to me, childhood is, is a time of uh, exploration, play, Um you know the, the the freedom of childhood is like so precious. I believe, mm. uh, so it's a little sad to see that. Um, at the, on the other hand, I mean, you, you can also argue that discipline is a good thing uh, in some ways too. So you know, it, there's, there's there's another side to the story. Um, but in terms of uh, you know, our potential as human beings, I believe, lies a lot in our creativity, a lot in our capacity to to really act. From a place of knowing deep inside of us, rather than from some someone else's prescription. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to unleash that creativity, I think we have to learn how to how to be how to how to come home to ourselves and how to live what I call an authentic life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the beauty that we have in North America is that we we accept a lot of different lifestyles. We accept a lot of different ways of doing life. Um, we don't like to say there's one one way of doing it and that's it, um, which I think is. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, of course, uh, you know we we also need to find our own moral compass in all of that because it's very easy to lose that too. Uh, I <laughs> mean, <that>? the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, the good news is that you know the the world has a strange way of working with that. I mean, you can you can go off on that one for a while, but sooner or later you're going to get. Something happen where you get you know you get pulled back on track. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh, um, uh, but mm. I, you know, I like to believe uh, that you know, given enough freedom, we really can find ourselves. Uh, particularly if we have that intention, and and you know, I mean, my intention is to live life to the fullest and to live it well, and to leave a to leave a legacy that uh, is worth is worth mile rather mm. than you know to leave the place a little better than it was when I came. You know, mm-hmm. if I can do that, I've I've achieved something with this life, mm. um, and and I would hope I, I know that there are many many people like that. I know there are many people who uh, are doing what you're doing. I mean, you know, you Probably a hundred and one other things you could be doing with your life, other than sitting there interviewing guys like me. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> you mean I'm not doing them
0: already? Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but you know it's it's your way it's your way of serving it's it's you living your life from an authentic place of, or an authentic desire of wanting to contribute and wanting to serve and uh, I, you know it's it's refreshing to see that there are many people doing that and they're the kind of people that we like to work with it's people mm-hmm. who who basically are on that path who are saying i haven't got the answers but i'd like to I'd like to play the edges and see what's you know see what is true for me and see where I where I can step up and uh, make a difference in, in my life and hopefully in the difference a difference in the lives of others.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, now, now, Michael, is there a certain age group that tends to gravitate to become practitioners, uh, one or to become clients?
1: Yeah, well, let's do what with the practitioners.
0: Or, or clients that become practitioners. I
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. notice a change in both. Uh, when we started 30 years ago, uh, our typical practitioner was usually female, mid-30s to mid-50s, somewhere in that range. Uh, that was 30 years ago. Uh, our client was pretty much the same, usually female, usually mid-30s to mid-50s. Hmm. Uh, um, and and uh, it was like that for quite a few years. Uh, and then we started to get a few more men, which was great. Uh, and then we started to get some more older people and some more younger people. Mm. Uh, now there's definitely a trend towards younger. Uh, there's definitely a trend to, uh, people in their, or even in their late twenties, early thirties. Uh, more of those people are coming to us for training, mm. particularly, uh, and they in turn as clients are finding people in their own age group, mm. uh, So uh, I think it's refreshing. I think it's great that we're seeing more younger people starting to embrace this kind of work. Uh, I think to to a large extent, a lot of the shifts that have happened educationally, a lot of the shifts that have happened uh, for people in families uh, have have led to that. I mean, younger people today just seem a lot more aware and seem a lot more uh, tolerant of uh, different approaches. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, willing to explore something a little different, uh, so so that's I think that's refreshing. And some of some of our best practitioners are are, 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 are quite young, uh, relatively compared to where they were maybe you know twenty years ago. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Well, it's it's um, through many conversations that I've been having. It's it's almost like there is a, a paradigm shift that's happening with all this speed that we're moving in. There is another part of uh, the human consciousness or psyche that is just so needing to find that space within themselves, that stillness and that calm. You know, it's like, this is my treasure chest. Do not touch it. This is mine. You know? Everything else can whirl around it, but I just need to ground right here, you know? <laughs> so it seems like the the new the next generation, like of the twenty year olds and everything. I and I do see it also in in some of the young teens. You know, the mid teens, that they're they're also. Um, it, it's almost a thirst, a thirst for that stillness. Yes. Yes you know yes. and finding themselves because their parents are often to these worlds of speed, you know that that uh what about me
1: <laughs> so true yeah yeah yeah, yeah i i know my my uh i have uh five children total, and uh you know those I' have one right now in college, and uh you know he he often asks me about about my work and about uh you know. Mm. He even said, "You know, there's some exercises that I can do that you can give me that'll help me prepare for my exams. You know, there are ways I can, the ways I can get my mind to focus a little more, and you know, things like that, which is wonderful. really great, wonderful, wonderful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, he might just follow in your footsteps.
1: Yeah, I think he might. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then your legacy will continue.
1: <laughs> well, this we have is, some, oh yes." Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have some wonderful young people it's really that's the thing that excites me now it's uh is just to see uh younger people starting to embrace this kind of work it uh, it, it bodes well for the future i think
0: um michael there's been a, an, uh another like little murmurs about um standards for yoga therapists uh-huh. uh, you know th- and standards i mean the, the standards for yoga has shifted quite drastically in the past 10 years you know i mean people can get their certifications almost over a long weekend now right. <laughs> you know we we're see i mean it's amazing how yeah. how the yeah. world moves and and um how society's changed now yoga therapy itself i mean the association etc it hasn't been around that long has it
1: uh started in uh, i think it was around 19 19- in the, uh, 93 maybe a little early, maybe a little later than that okay. um and then it went through a series of uh evolutions right. uh, the cur- the current international association of yoga therapists in its current form uh, came into being i think in 2004 oh, uh, wow. and and they've been very very interested in uh accreditation standards particularly standards for yoga therapists and understandably so i mean it's 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 certainly something that uh you know the, the, their their desire is to have yoga therapy become uh, an acceptable um modality for, uh, for 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 health in general mm. and to be able to be legitimized as a as a as a legitimate form of uh, of healthcare uh so of course part of that are standards if you're going to if you're going to play in that league yes. then you know, uh, people want to know that, you know, there's some, this, there's, there's at least some attention being paid to standards. Uh, one of the members of our faculty, uh, Lisa Cobb, she was one of the members of the standards committee that was set up by the international association of yoga therapists. Mm. And, uh, their work extended over about a two-year period. And it was, it was not easy because you've got, in, within the realm of yoga therapy, you've got so much, so much difference. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got people who do, who do straight physical yoga therapy. You've got people like us who come at it more from an emotional mental health perspective. Uh, you've got others who, uh, who do it even you know, differently again. So there's, there's a lot of differences. Um, there's a lot of differences in terms of settings where, pe- where people practice. Mm-hmm. some people you know uh so so uh, quite a quite a range of practices uh, so it was difficult for them to come up with a set of standards and, and at this stage the standards are for accrediting schools so the, the, uh, any any anyone who teaches yoga therapy as a yoga therapy school like phoenix rising uh, can apply now to become an accredited school uh, and in order to do so to become an accredited school, have, have to meet certain standards. And we're certainly going along with that. Uh, it, it's a little tricky because some of the things that we never did before we now have to do um uh, because they're now part of the standard, so we teach. We'll be teaching some new, uh, new areas of curriculum, uh, and our, our program will expand from seven or eight hundred hours to over a thousand hours. So mm, it becomes wow. a longer, a longer and bigger program. Um, but in the long run, I, I think it's all good. You know, I think it's, I think it's going to be helpful. Uh, I think it's going to, you know, give some legitimacy to the profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it will also let people see that there are many different facets to the profession. Like it isn't all and that's the good thing that the standards haven't been so limiting uh that it restricts or limits uh the scope of practice for people who who don't you know do the the, the standard or straight uh, straight uh, physical approach to yoga therapy so there's room for people like ourselves uh who who have a somewhat different approach to yoga therapy uh to be able to participate in the in the profession and uh, apply for accreditation which mm-hmm. which we're in the process of doing
0: mm-hmm. Mm, wonderful. I, I mean, I can see how that would work in the means of it would benefit people in your line of work simply because um, if if there is a certain amount of recognition, then hopefully the other medical sources like the doctors and, and the hospitals will start to pay attention
1: yeah, <laughs> and exactly.
0: implement, right?
1: Yeah. That's, that's very true. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think that, I think the international association of yoga therapists have done a great job. I mean, I think they've tried to be inclusive, uh, at the same time, I think they've tried to make sure that, uh, you know, that, that the, the standards are legitimate. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not just in name only, it's something that's real and, uh, and, and it's worth us all you know stretching a little bit to see how we can, uh, how we can, as a, as a larger community, how we, how we work with that. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Yes, it always uh, it always takes time to make that shift it does. and that yeah. change. It's like yeah. a little bit about like what's happening to the whole healthcare system in this country.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> yes, it will take yeah. a little time. Yeah,
1: we, we certainly certainly don't want to go that route in terms of you know uh, just there's a, there's a lot of things as as you realize that are just just don't really work all that well yes. uh, in, the cur- in the current system. And what we'd like to do, particularly, and what I'd like to see happen with the new and emerging professions like yoga therapy, uh, that we can find a way to contribute and find a way to self-regulate uh, without going down the path of uh, uh, that, that some of our colleagues in other more traditional healthcare uh, forms have gone, where it you know, just becomes outrageously expensive and it yes. becomes... Uh, uh, it doesn't work for all people. We also want to make what we do available to all people, rather than you know make it some something that's really hard to get. Yes. yes. Uh, so I think uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think we're on track so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One step at a time. First individuals, now, time. now couples. <laughs> now in implementing your 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 um, your therapy into yoga classes, I think it's brilliant. Next, it's into classrooms. <laughs> I
1: think so. Yeah, I think. Yes. That, in fact, there are there are some of our practitioners who are already doing that, uh, who are taking it to schools. Oh, good. Uh, and, and leading and leading classes for kids, uh, very much based on a, a, a not just a physical form of yoga, but an inside-out form of yoga. So that the, the part of the class is also also contains elements of mm. introspection and uh, self-awareness and so forth.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I will definitely keep in touch with you about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Wonderful. Um is there anything Michael that you would like to further share with our audience? Um uh like when the next workshop is?
1: Okay, yeah, the next two training programs actually there's something I would like to say about that because uh, uh in the uh with the new standards that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. uh schools that are accredited uh um will or schools that are offering uh, yoga therapy training programs and, a, one, uh, and our member schools of IIT, uh their students will be grandfathered under the old system uh, if they begin their training by the end of uh, 2013, by December 31st. Mm. Um, so if uh, if someone's contemplating a career, uh, in, particularly in Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy, but for that matter in any form of yoga therapy from a, a member school, um, if they start their training, they'll have an option to either do it under the old system or the new system, uh, as long as they start by the end of this year. So we have two programs coming up, one in uh, one in San Diego in uh, uh, November and also one in Bristol, Vermont, in November. And uh, if you're thinking of starting your career in yoga therapy, probably now is a really good time to start. Get, <laughs> get the benefit of, uh, of the old game and the, and the new one.
0: Okay, I'll um, see you all there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh our our office is uh, open uh, weekdays and uh, people uh if if you want to find out more just call uh, uh call our office uh Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy it's uh 1-800-288-yoga uh if you can remember that and uh, <laughs> Don't worry, also we'll put also it on the also <laughs> our website our website is uh, piyt.com and you'll find lots of information there as well
0: Wonderful, Michael. Uh, and you're also starting an online course.
1: Yes, the online course starts tomorrow, and that is for graduates, uh, just for graduate practitioners who are learning how to uh, how to work with couples. That's, that's what we're
0: Oh, talking. very exciting! Well, yeah. congratulations. Thank Much you. is happening. Yeah. Much is evolving continuously. Oh, yeah. And then next time, we'll have your son on as well with you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Michael, for really taking the time and and honoring us today and our community. And hopefully that we can continue to spread, you know, the work that you do um, to all communities on this planet and um, see how we can collaborate with you further in the coming year of 2014.
1: Thank you, thank you, Christine, and thanks for the thanks for the great questions too. It's been wonderful to chat with you, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, look forward to spending more time with you. Hopefully.
0: Oh yes, we we have to make it a must. Maybe even in Vancouver, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> okay. And of course, we'd like to thank Segovia Smith and the Yoga Hub team for making this possible. And to each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of education and information. We're grateful for your continuous support and look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 Eastern. Wednesdays for Trinity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, followed every other week with Flowing into Awareness with Anatara. You can also connect with Michael Lee at Phoenix Rising headquarters in Vermont. Um, Their website is pryt.com. And again, as a reminder, uh, their next Level 1 programs are being held in November in San Diego, California, and Bristol, Vermont. Maybe we should go to Bristol, Vermont. It sounds gorgeous out there. (laughs) And of course, again, we would like to thank each and every one of you. And we look forward to hearing from you for any feedback, suggestions, and comments. Please give us a call anytime at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. Until next time, namaste. YHTV's Trinity of Life. Come join me, Christina Suzama, as I journey to find the many modalities that support individuals from children to adults to elders, with topics ranging from health and wellness, meditation, and inspirational stories. I invite you to visit yogahub.tv every Wednesday at 11am Pacific, 2pm Eastern.